Hey queens and kings, this is Sharana Reeves and we are back with part two, Dating Over 40 with the Kings of Atlanta. I always have a couple of things on the table that I want to talk about before we get started. As we know, right now we are celebrating places across the world that are listeners to these three things and the place that I'm going to celebrate today and say thank you today is the current state in which I live, the state of Georgia. I live down in Savannah, Georgia. Georgia, y'all have just really embraced these three things podcast. You listen uh, every week. You have been here from the beginning. I appreciate the fact that you listen. I appreciate the fact that you share. Uh, I appreciate the feedback that I get from you. Uh, your thoughts, and you are very vocal, and I do appreciate that. I like vocal people. I like people who express what they think about things. Also, too, I'm giving Georgia a shout out because as of Monday, December 14th, we have started early voting for the Senate runoffs, and uh, we need to be out voting, Georgia. I know you guys are listening. Let's not let this time pass us by. Remember what I said in the Black Women in Politics episode on how we have to understand that we got to vote for more than just the presidential elections. We've got to get out here in this thing and get engaged. And it's very important right now for our community that we claim these two Senate seats. So this is huge, Georgia. I hope we stand up and take care of our business during this early voting. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way and make sure that um, we represent. I also want to give a a shout out and and an applause to the queens who tune in every week and listen to these three things podcast. The intention of what I'm trying to do here is massive. It's massive. Do I think that I'm going to reach all of us? Absolutely not. But in my heart, do I really believe that if I just reach one of us, then That means the world to me. I will tell you that it absolutely does. I pray that you see yourself in some of these queens that I talk to and are working on being more kind to your sister. Just a simple thing, giving a compliment to a sister, making sure that you're reaching back and helping a queen if you're in the position to do so. I also want to add to that that in the black community as a whole, We have not ever really been able to be our authentic selves outside of our own culture, like in our within our family, within our clique, within our crew. And I know that this conversation with the kings of Atlanta and the explicitness of the conversation can cause us to cringe in the black community a little bit because we have never really felt safe to openly talk about this, much less, you know, on an airwave where everybody in the world can listen to it. And that's exactly why I'm having these conversations and the explicitness, because we are people and we are more than just a culture. We are humans. We feel, we believe, we we see, we exist. And for so long, we have felt boxed into a place that, well, if we say that and the wrong person hears it, and I get that. And if you're not in a place to be authentically free and exercise how you feel and what you believe and stand up for the things that you believe. I hate it. I hate it for you because I've definitely been there. And I know what it feels like to be suppressed and feel like that I can't speak up and I can't really speak my truth. A, because it wouldn't be received. And then I'm going to be judged by people who prefer that I keep how I feel to myself so that the status quo can stay the same around here. But I'm choosing to have the conversations openly, things that we talk about culturally, openly, because I'm not ashamed of our culture and I'm not ashamed of our being. I've gotten a lot of different reviews about uh, the conversation with the Kings. Most of you have loved it. I'm not here to uh, place these three things podcast in a box. This is for black women. This is about our culture and everything that affects us in our culture and what affects us more than our kings and knowing what our kings think and where they are mentally and their expectations. 
These three men are not indicative to all of our kings in our culture, but they share their perspectives. This isn't about us keeping secrets or I've got to package these three things podcast in some perfectly black bow that I'm worried about people who are not of our culture listening to and then making assessments about what's being said here. This is for us. If other cultures and races join, you are welcome, but understand you are coming into our world and what we talk about and how we talk about it and how we engage, be it right, wrong, indifferent. I ask all of my guests to show up authentically and just be. And however that comes out, that's what it is. I felt like I needed to say that because I I want us to know and, and uh, as my listeners that this is not a boxed in show. And it will not be a boxed in show where well, I can't do that or I can't say that. I'm not interested in living my life on that level anymore at all. I want to be free and I want to be authentic and I want to show love and respect to everybody without having to withhold any part of me to do that. So let's get off into this week's episode, Kings of Atlanta, Dating Over 40 with Matthew, Chris and Barry. We open up this conversation talking about interracial dating and we take it from there. Another great episode of these awesome kings sharing their perspectives of dating over 40. Enjoy. There's a place for us we can depend. There are hearts can trust that will find unity. You and I and many more. These three things, that's how we'll be restored. So we can rise up, move. We've got the victory. We're back with the Kings of Atlanta, and now we're going to talk about interracial dating. Guys, have you done it? Are you here for it? Would you do it again? I've done it. Okay. Are and you here for it? Did you, would you do it again? Is it, are you open to I'm interracial just, at any time? I'm open to meeting great people. So if they are, uh, I've dated Hispanic, I've dated African, I've dated, um, uh, Caucasian, Caucasian, and uh, our beautiful sisters. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really go out looking for a particular race. It's just when I'm out, it's it, the interaction I have with people. Yeah. So it's more about. You Would know, you marry outside of your race? I well, you're marry. not going to get married. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't marry you. Uh, yeah. So. So would you live with a woman? Would you? OK, would you? We didn't talk about that. You said you wouldn't marry, but would you cohabitate? Yeah. Would I, you Oprah I, I, instead? I, I'll be monogamous and I would be. Um, um, yeah, I would be willing to live with somebody. Okay. Definitely. I just wouldn't know. I would have a, a ceremony even if they want to have a ceremony. And a commitment uh, ceremony. A commitment ceremony. Okay. I would do it, but I'm not going to do the traditional marriage. OK. Thing. I got you. So Chris. Interracial, have you done it? You're talking about like seriously? Yes, like relationship. <laughs> okay, um, no, I haven't. I haven't been with a woman seriously. Outside of your race. Well, she has some black in her, so that matters. So yeah, no, okay. I haven't. Okay, mm-hmm. now just dating. Have you dated outside your race? Like maybe not on a serious I level. I mean, I've kicked it. I've kicked it with a woman that that's um, not black. What but was she? Nothing serious. She was white. Okay. Right. Uh, would you marry a white woman? 
probably not. I mean, I'm open to meeting, but my, my gut is telling me it probably won't work. Okay. And why? Got to be evenly yoked. I, I like to go back to that, and I just feel like she probably wouldn't understand me or where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. you know, with my theories or arguments. So when you say kicked it with, is that just is sex? It was just sex. Okay. Barry? First of all, I got to say, I love my black women. Like, I love them. <laughs> so but <laughs> I'm not, you know, I didn't have sex with some other races. Like I mm-hmm. said, I had a little bit of everything, but it was like a sneak. I'm not going to I feel. Yeah. I was kind of embarrassed being out in public with a different race. So I'm never going to bring no, nothing besides a black woman home to my family. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, I didn't smash a few different okay. races. So it's all just been physical for you. Yeah, all physical for me, but. Okay, so if, as you have acknowledged that you have had your share of women, mm-hmm. do you know all of the different races that you've been with, um, dated? Sure. Yeah. So Name them. Can you run them? Go down the map. Go, uh, all of them from Mexicans to Hispanics, excuse me, from Asians, Caucasians, all exotics from all the Caribbeans, everywhere from the Caribbeans, mm-hmm. Jamaica. African. African. Uh, I pretty much had it all. Yeah. You reach in, you know, Ethiopian sisters. I didn't have, I didn't have it all. I know it all from the Africans, but I didn't have it all. So here's a question with a man who, you know, has had it all. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference in cultures? It's definitely a big mm-hmm. difference. Definitely a big difference. Um, I mean, I know culturally mm-hmm. there is a difference, but I'm talking about physically. Is there a difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is uh, or is a woman just a woman, just a woman, nah, just a woman? It's it's, di- it's a difference. You going? It's a difference. It's definitely a difference. Okay. Like, in what ways? Oh, uh, the body, the physical, the everything. Just the attention you receive, the nurturing, the caring, the. Mm-hmm. You know, some I notice from different. You know, some cater to more. You know, it's 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 a, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I can especially you know you know people have the mindset sometimes when it comes to I'm gonna go to the black and white race. They said you know they a lot of people say I'm not one, but they say a white woman player a place. You know what I mean? And a, a black woman, uh, I haven't experienced it because mm-hmm. again I haven't dated a lot of white women. But yeah. They say a white woman will really bow down to you and just, wh- you know, like the lady on Coming to America, whatever you like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they say the sisters be like on some, you know, I don't need you, you know, this, that, and other. So it's a difference. I don't know one of the other brothers could cover a little bit more, but I've only sexually been involved uh, with other races. But in relationships, it's just been sisters. Yeah. Okay. Women with children. Is that a deal breaker if she has children? And if it's okay if she has children, is what's the number that's too many? Like, okay, you got too many kids. It's not a deal breaker. Um, I mean, I think a lot of women, you know, have a lot of women have um, children. Um, at this point in my age, I prefer them to be older. Yes. Uh, children like teens. Um, but yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't want to go over two. Okay. <laughs> they have like five or seven or nine or. What if she has five kids, but they're all grown? Oh, that's different. But if you're saying five and they're all under eighteen, then no, that probably it's a deal breaker. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be looking to get involved in that. Chris, it used to be a deal breaker, but I have dated women with children. And blending families is difficult. It's just, just extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm o- more open to it, my preference mm-hmm. is probably no. No children. Yeah. Barry? Yeah, again, what Chris said, I'd like to piggyback off that. My preference is not dating a woman with no children. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I happen... Your preference is dating a woman with no children? Yeah. Okay. But if I happen to meet a woman who has children, you know, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I noticed coming up, even with my mom, they were more interested in my mom 
than the kids. So you got to be you got to be willing to accept the girl and her family. You got to yeah. be like, I'm not just dating you. I'm dating you and your kids. And sometimes a lot of times people well, a lot of times people forget the kids. They're so interested into the mom and they forget about the kids. So if I'm dating one with kids, I have to be in, be involved with the kids as well and mm-hmm. just let the woman know I'm into it. So it's interesting that you say that because I was dating a guy one time that I asked my son, um, what do you think about him? And I didn't date him like on a serious level. I think I went out to dinner with him or something and uh, my kids met him. My son said, yeah, mom, he was more interested in you than he was getting to know us. And I thought, wow, mm. per- perceptive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that my son could tell that this guy don't care nothing about us. He just here for our mom. Mm-hmm. So to hear you say that, I thought, you know, okay. See, the first thing I think of when I hear that is I was raised in a household where the kids weren't first. Mm-hmm. We weren't the pri- we weren't th- the priority. Yeah. My mother and father were. They looked at each other and their relationship as the priority. Yeah. And if they're good and they're happy, then everything underneath that that they support will be happy too. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference today. Yeah. See, I think coming from a divorced family, I think because you're in a two-parent home, mm-hmm. so your parents have that stability to have that relationship. I'm from a two-parent home. My mom and dad have been married 52 years. Mm. As a matter of fact, I'm the only person in my family to ever get a divorce. Mm. I think that what my son was looking for was not necessarily um, to come first, but with the his dad no longer being in the equation, okay, are we going to be put on the back burner now mm-hmm. because mom's dating somebody else? Like, is this guy going to come in and not give a crap about us? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think for kids who are in divorced families, those are actual real thoughts. And and to be honest with you, uh, nobody was going to come before my kids. No. But in all fairness, though, you did say that you weren't even seeing him seriously. Like, you had just gone to dinner with mm-hmm. him. So maybe it was in the beginning stages. And he was probably just focused on you first mm-hmm. because it was early, mm-hmm. you know, and um, had had time. They yeah, I, I got. Think, I need to I figure think out. I think my son's assessment was correct. As a matter of fact, I do. I think his assessment was correct because the guy that I dated for six years, listen, vacations, let's go. Kids is gone. Like he was all about. He dated me and my kids, mm-hmm. and my kids loved him. Mm-hmm. They loved him because that you know it showed that okay, you realize that she come with people, right? Mm-hmm. You realize that she got some people with her, right? So I'm just saying that, like, I think for, in all cases, being in, like, my parents, your parents, I agree. Like, you know what, y'all jokers getting where you fit in. Me and your dad going to figure out what we doing first. Mm-hmm. But for divorced kids, it's a little bit like, okay, what does this mean for us? Because the stability that we once knew, it doesn't exist anymore. So how, so how should a divorced woman with children move forward with a guy? Like, what does that new family look like i think it looks like relationship building i think that any man who is coming into that type of situation where a woman already has children i think he needs to understand that it's going to be important that while he's building and cultivating relationship with that woman he also has to put in his time with those children as well because if that situation is going to eventually become something serious that could possibly lead to marriage, those kids are going to want to know that this guy is here for all of us, that he genuinely cares about all of us. We all have a relationship with him. We know him. We trust him. So then if marriage does happen and uh, some form of discipline has to happen, then they understand that it's coming from a place and from a person that they trust, that they know, that they care about, and that they can receive. So I think communication between you and that woman and then relationship building between you, the woman, and her children is just going to be really key. But no, I'm just saying, the guy you select (laughs) needs to be the guy. (laughs) The guy you select needs to be the type of guy that can talk to your your kids, whether you're... But in defense of mothers who have raised, not in defense, but just to maybe add some clarity to that, I think a lot of times for me growing up, I mean, 
you know, my divorce caused me to live a life I had not seen. I had never seen a divorce before. I'd never seen a woman trying to raise kids on her own before because nobody else in my family had done it. So I think a lot of mothers try to overcompensate for the fact that the dad isn't there, especially if he's not an involved father. So we do the most and we become like this super overprotective mama bear because it's like, okay, they already suffering without having a male figure around here. So you're not going to come in here and be trying to, you know, and I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just trying to give some clarity to like why some women have have struggled with letting a man come in that I think it, that's natural. Yeah. Because my mom was like that. Yeah. Until my dad stepped in and was like, you had the first six years. Going forward, he's going into a young man. But I that's got her husband, though. We talking about the guy we dating. They got divorced or? No. No. Yeah. They, together. they were together yeah. until together. he passed. Yeah. Okay. And but your parents are still, the, are still, still together. together. Single parent? Single parent. My yeah. pop's deceased, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm a single parent. So I grew up with my mother and three sisters. You know, uh, so you had a mama bear probably. No. I mean, did you meet a lot of your mom's uh, friends? She didn't no? have any. See then, see that's what I that's what I had a therapist and my therapist was like, don't do that. She says so many women feel like that when they get a divorce, they have to put their lives on hold so their kids don't ever meet anybody. And she was like, no, your kids need to see a woman survive after divorce and mm-hmm. date and have a life. Like they need to know that you have a life. Yeah, she survived, but she didn't date anybody. Yeah. I mean, she I, just I agree with that too. And I also think kids need to see men and women have productive friendships. Yes. Like being, having a model, having things modeled in front of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong. We explain, look, they got a computer and they look and they into everything else. There's nothing wrong with being able to explain to them what dating is. Right. And what my relationship is. Absolutely. With this guy. Yeah. Be selective. But yeah. they need to see that. They, they need, need to see, see that like, there is life after divorce. Like divorce does happen. Like it's, it's, it's real. And they need to learn how to do it too. Yeah. They need to learn how to date. And deal with relationships too. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. The Real game quick, is on. Guys, have you guys yeah. had problems with with women that you dated with kids? Uh, not problem. No, I have. Because I used to try to tell her like, um, a woman I was down, like you doing too much for your son. Like you, you, he gonna yeah. be he he's, he, he he's gonna be a punk. You raising him punk. to be. Yeah, yeah. He's you too soft with him. You know what I mean? I said, who holds him accountable? I said, because the mama. You know what I'm saying? Like you, your little whoopings ain't hurting this dude. I said, if I'm in your life, I don't want to touch nobody else's son, but you need to take him to your uncle or somebody, let him chastise. You know, he need to be chastised. Because they're raising boys that they wouldn't want to date. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They're raising boys mm-hmm. in a way, and That's raising true. them to be yeah, men I, I that it. they would not want to date. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Now, see, I had that thought when I got divorced and I look back now and I feel like I was way too hard on my son as a result of that. Cause I was, I was trying to make sure that there were certain things that I would say to him, like a woman, ain't gonna, uh, like when you get older, a woman's going to like not want that right there. Like you need to work on that mm-hmm. and have those conversations with him because I feel like as a mother, it's your job to raise a man in a, that some woman going to want one day and look at, come back to me and be like, you know what? You raised that man. Right. Thank you. Thank you for raising your son the way you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, now I look back, I'm like, dang, was I too hard on the boy? Like, I removed myself know? from the situation. The lady I was dating with had a son. I removed myself. I said, because, look, you letting your son get away with too much. Yeah. I said, you know what, I'm going to remove myself and step out the situation because... I'm going I'm to do a baby boy on him. Like, you know what I mean? Like when <laughs> yeah. he choked, yoke him, when him up. Choke up. Yeah. And I said, he need to be yoked up. And she was, like, so passive on him and nice. And I said, nah, let me get up out of here because... Should call the police on you. Because yeah, it you know, make you, you not even like the you know, kids. Hey, you, you remember we say, man, he is punching the wall. You want a nigga <laughs> right. like me to go back to prison? You know, that <laughs> right. was, I was like, let me get out of here real quick, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they'll try you. Yeah, they'll yeah. try you. They'll yeah. play you yeah. against each other. Yeah. Kids are yeah. And it'll have you where you don't even like the kid. You'll be like, I don't even like you. You ain't my son anyway, little punk. Terrible, but true. Nah, I got you. Yeah. Kevin, can I move on now, Chris? Yeah, can yeah. I go to long distance relationships? All right, let's go. Let's go. Okay, thank you. Sorry to take up a lot of your time. We going, we, we going no, in. We listen, going they in. have no idea. We go marathons. Right. It's right. like, you know. Okay, long distance relationships. Do they work? Yes. Yes. Hmm? They can. They can. My bad. Yeah. I've had some successful. Are y'all faithful in yes. long distance relationships? We can I have be. been. I have been. We can be. If she but worth it. If she worth it, yeah. But the thing it's is, hard. It's hard, though. Shit. But it's the shit thing hard. is, long distance or, it, or, you know, in the same city, it's whether you choose 
to. So if it's the right person in the right situation, then yeah. Are men more likely to cheat in a long distance relationship? Not if it's the right person. Okay. I, I mean, I dated somebody for, in, that was in Central Mexico, uh-huh. and I didn't cheat on that person. Okay. I mean, they're flying to Mexico City, take a bus three hours, and middle of nowhere. But I did it like twice a month. Oh, I was wow. down on a regular basis. Yeah. So. Are they more likely to cheat, guys, in a, in a long-distance relationship? And how long can you be in a long-distance relationship? Like, for real. Like, how long can we do this? How yeah. many years? Months? F- years? We did it a few years. I don't want nothing long-distance no more. You need something close. Yeah, because she can't give me what I need right then and there. Like, when I was younger, <laughs> it was fun, but I needed, I ain't just talking about the physical aspect, but shit, I, I want to be some, like, be in the bed next to me, just laying next to me, rub my back, yeah. you know, kick it with me, let's go eat. So it was fun when I was younger, but now as you get older, I'll be like, I want it right here in front of me. Yeah. Be in my presence. Yeah. If I think that it can be done if a plan if there's, you can see light at the end of the tunnel. If you can see the possibilities for a plan to bring it, bring each other together, yeah, then I think you can do it. Okay. Cheating. Mm, Let's mm. talk about it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Would you take her back if she cheated, Barry? That's a tough one. That's a tough pill to swallow. I could go out there and cheat all I want to, accept me and forgive me. You cheat on me, I don't know. Ooh, it's tough. I'll definitely say I think it depends on how yeah, how she cheated. how they did it. <laughs> that I think that has a lot to do with it. Okay, so she was in a full fledged like affair with another dude. This wasn't a one time thing. And does that make a difference? Like if she was like really like feeling this dude and she had feelings and was having an affair, or if it was just like I had too many drinks and just like you know, which is worse. <laughs> All of us worse. All shit. of them. You know what I mean? Like, when I say cheating, like, if you go out on a date and you just went out to go a date and have a eat, I'd be like, okay, I'll take you back. But once the physical aspect get involved and. Well, how far is too far? Is kissing cheating? Yeah, kissing is cheating too. But I could, I probably could forgive a kiss. I probably could forgive a kiss, but. What if she let him go down on her, but she didn't have sex with him? Uh, that's, that's intimate. That's, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I haven't been faced with it, but. I'll say he's probably more likely to take her back. Yeah, probably. Than if he let her, not he if she, knock her if off. she <laughs> let him knock her off, yeah. penetrate. Yeah. What if she gave him head? Oh yeah, so yeah, that's done. I can't. You didn't. I'm yeah. kissing it. You ki- I'm kissing that's this done. nigga. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> but you know that's happened already, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah. it definitely has. Prior to you, I was just. Right. Yeah, you, he I brought was that just up earlier. That. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but he brought up earlier, but now you committed to me, like. Yeah. So you're in a, so you're talking about somebody you're in a serious relationship, not somebody you're just dating, I guess. Yeah, you're in a relationship, and yeah. this person cheated on you, or she came back and you know you found out that she had some intimate moments. I mean, it didn't it didn't involve the actual intercourse, but some some oral sex. How, how much she does during this episode will determine how much how le- more likely I feel a guy is willing to let uh, uh, take her back. You, you women, you guys are quick to forgive us. We go, all right, we go. Should we be? The double standard is real, man. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's hella, it's hella real. But um, should we be quick to forgive y'all though? Should we like? You w- guys are forgiving women. You guys. I think if you guys women be, cut y'all off when be. y'all cheated, would y'all stop cheating as much? If we was just like, you know nah. what, I'm done with this and nah. walk off, and we women just started doing that across the board, would that stop y'all from no, cheating? No, we'd still be doing our thing. Like I, I cheated, I cheated a lot. I cheated a lot. I ain't gonna lie, so. Well, Barry, that yeah, I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> in my past, in my past, <laughs> I, I, I cheated a lot. Well, no, I'm just saying because you said you've had a lot of women, and yeah. you've kind of like you know you've been around and you've yeah. traveled a lot, so it was easy to have. Yeah. So, anybody that would be in a relationship with you would probably, or in you know, they gotta be mindful of that with my past be like this is what I've been through. So, have you ever run across a violent woman? Nah, I don't. Nah, I could pick them pretty good. Like I never had nobody. Oh, okay. Uh, I never had to put my hands on a woman. I never will. But I never had a woman put her hands on me, or like I never. I I, I could choose. I, I could choose a, a woman pretty good. I'm. You're a good uh, picker. Yeah. Matthew, you didn't answer the question. Can a woman cheat and you take her back? I didn't answer that. No, I didn't. I didn't hear your answer. <laughs> Brother Matt, he said on to the next question. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it depends on what, you, what the relationship is. So I would say you're in a monogamous relationship. Oh, what you consider a monogamous relationship, and possibly, I, like I said, this it, it might be tough, but possibly take her back. You could. Mm-hmm. Okay, if she's cheating, do y'all really want to know? Like, would you rather have just let her take it to a grave and just let me never know? Do you really want to know? To the grave. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I tell me. Even if you know it's going to ruin a perfectly beautiful relationship, uh, and even if it didn't is mean it really anything to beautiful? her. Yeah, if you had to do all that. Well, if it's, you, and this is from cheaters. Yeah, yeah, from cheaters. <laughs> yeah, that show still come on, cheaters. <laughs> man, man, exactly. I think, listen, the double standard is real, yeah. and I'm sorry. This is just one yeah. that's in our favor. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast and the Kings of Atlanta with Matthew, Chris, and Barry. We'll be right back. Hey, queens and kings, it's Christmas time. And just like you, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family and loved ones. This will be our last episode of 2020. I know we're all ready to see this year go and a new year come in. So after this episode, I'm going to take a Christmas break and spend time with the ones that I love. I pray that you have an amazing Christmas and I will see you back here in 2021, January 5th, for the next and new episode of These Three Things Podcast. Merry Christmas. If you want to find more information about this episode and my guest, Go to www.these3-things.com. Go to our podcast page and click on this episode. Women cheat for emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. Why do men cheat? The thrill. The, the hunt. The hunt yeah. and the conquer. Just a, a new challenge. Variety. New challenge. Variety. I think the number one thing is variety. Mm. You You didn't. I haven't had to do a lot of cheating in my most serious relationships mm-hmm. because I felt like I picked something that I got everything I needed. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys, fast forward, and you've been married twice, Matthew, but let's say fast forward, and you two gentlemen, Barry and Chris, are married now. Happily married, life is good, y'all got your couple of babies out the thing, and you find out she cheated. Is the marriage over? Do you throw it all when, away? Like when? What do you during, mean? During our, during like our maybe marriage? you're in year seven. She, you uh, know, she got that seven year itch. And I found out in year two she cheated. No, mm. you found out in year seven that she cheated in maybe year five. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be definitely a, um, a conversation we're gonna have. Would uh, you throw it all away? I can't say I throw it away, but I look at her different. Especially with kids involved. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, because now it's kids involved and. You got to look at like, damn, like, why are you telling me this so late? Like, she didn't tell you you found out. I found out. out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's even worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to address it now, but I know I can't just throw these kids away. So now it's going in the back of my mind how my mind going to work and be like, okay, I got a freebie coming. I'm, uh, you know, I got a freebie I coming. I plan on cashing in on yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, this might get out of jail, you know, my free card. So I'm going to use Are mine you going to let day. her know that you're thinking that way or are you just going to make nah, a move? No, I'm just going to make a move. I'm going to mm-hmm. just make a move. And then so. So then the deception starts in yeah, the game. Yeah, Why do we throw there. a deception in the game? Why can't we just have conversation about it and be like, you know what? Like, I, I won't mind then if you had yours. Yeah. I won't mind. I don't want to hear no conversation about it. Because people get to the root, the root yeah, problem of why she did what why she did. She did. I was about to say, get, get, get to the back root. to the root. But then that's going to cause, like. Not going to trust her anymore. Yeah, man. it's going to, like, if we. I, if think, we I think the double standard again. A man, he won't trust her. He just won't trust her anymore. And once that's gone for a man. Okay. For knowledge's sake, what Matthew just said, mm-hmm. I think, is a point that we need to get to the root. go further with. Why come a brother don't want to know why she cheated, though? Why is it just about, oh, you cheated, that's it. But women cheat for emotional reasons. Women rarely cheat for sex. Women will rarely cheat on you because your sex game is bad. Mm-hmm. Women usually cheat because mentally... You're not there for me emotionally. I can't count on you. Like, you're just you. You're <laughs> not. 
Why are all the reasons good? Maybe she just has been suppressing her her free code. I mean, well, I mean, she could be suppressing her free code, but as a woman, mm-hmm. I am telling you, we don't che- we don't typically cheat on our men. And there's another woman in the room who is acknowledging that I'm saying what I'm saying is correct. But that we don't typically cheat for sex. Like, if what? she cheated on you for sex, you already know she a freak hoe. Women, you know what I'm saying. You know that we, you, you're not surprised with that. These women nowadays, they like, I got enough tools and machines. I don't need you. Some <laughs> so. chicks are G's, man. Some they chicks like are G's. A lot. Mm, mm, mm. But if edits not more, on this, this and, and edits on this episode. And when they cheat, <laughs> if not more, and when they cheat you know, too, don't penis. be mad. At it. <laughs> it ain't just the wife; it's that best friend that told you. you don't be mad at your, 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 your wife. Be mad at that best friend. She gonna be like, girl, go on and fuck somebody else. So she gonna confirm it. So be mad at that best friend too. Don't ch- check your wife and check her best friend. I'm okay. You. So <laughs> in the in in the name of cheating, what if she cheated on you with a chick? It's not cheating. She don't have to do that. <laughs> you gotta say, bring her to the house. Talk to her too. I need to talk to both of you guys. Yeah, I need to counsel. You need to counsel both of y'all together. Yeah. Um, she cheated on you with a chick. Yes. She even got turned out. She might have got turned out. So that's still cheating. You know, it's still cheating. Is it a deal breaker, that. though? Because, I mean, it's Chris, you keep less. talking about yeah, the it, double standards. It's a lot so. less yeah, of a deal man, breaker if she did it with a chick. I could accept yeah. that a lot more than with a dude. I forgive you. We're going to work it out still. And then in the back of your, <laughs> back of your mind, we like, get ready to change the stipulation. In the back of your mind, you be like, that's, this that's isn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. So, you could have just told me. Guys, can we talk like real talk right here for just a second? In the okay, so your parents were married how long, Chris? A uh, long forty years, I guess. I don't know, a long time. Okay, and in the course of my parents been married fifty two. In the course of their fifty two years, I have watched my mom and dad go through some stuff. Mm. And uh, my older sister's been married almost thirty years, and my younger sister's been married uh, about twenty seven years. Okay, so. Over the course of those years, y'all, people change. And like mm-hmm. what I needed 15 years ago, I need something different yeah. now. So if we're talking about being in relationships with somebody and needs change, like is marriage to the point now in 2020 where we can go and talk to our mate about, okay, so babe, my sexual needs have changed. Like, I need something more than this. This isn't enough for me. Can a marriage survive that? Can we, like, in 2020, have those conversations? As a man, do you feel like you can go to a woman and be like, you know, babe, I love you, and I don't want to lose you, but, you know, I want to be with other women sometimes, and I just, I want I want that to be okay with you. I want you to know I'm going to come home, and I'll be honest with you about, you know, what I'm doing out here, and I'm going to be protecting us, and I'm not going to bring nothing home, but... This is just my need, and I'd rather have the conversation with you than to go out here and be deceiving you. But can you accept it? That's the whole um, thing. I have to think about it. I have to think about where we are in our relationship. What season in our relationship mm-hmm. are we in? If this is early on and you coming to me with this, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel away because I'm mm-hmm. like, man, we, you know, yeah. we ain't even been married five years. But if we've been married 20-something years and I know this man like I know my hands, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and I know that this brother is a good man but he's coming to me and being real with me. First, I'm going to want to know, is it a woman that you've already got your eyes set on, that you've purposed in your mind that you want to be with? Or is this something that you just know inside yourself that you know you feel like you want to act on? Is it a problem if it is somebody already has his eye on? I would probably feel a way, but I'm still going to appreciate the fact that he came and said something to me about it. See, And then I'm going to ask him, does it matter what I say, babe? Like, if <laughs> Even if I tell you that I don't want you to do this, are you still going to do it? And See, if he says, I might. Sitting at this table right now. And I got to make a grown woman move. You make it sound so eloquent and smooth and so, like, welcoming and, like, oh, I just want to pour all of my soul into what, yeah, I just want And then the second, we, you know, because when you're having these conversations with your woman at home, ain't no microphones, ain't no <laughs> podcast, and it don't sound as sweet, and it ain't as smooth. We ain't all wearing T-shirts that's the same. We not all vibing on the same vibe at home. It's different. Because that's marriage. If we yeah. talking about being married for a lifetime, come on, y'all. Y'all don't think that's not coming up? I mean, communication is key. We've been, we've been having the same sex for the last 20 years. Yeah, okay, so. we're going to start out in the missionary. Then I'm going to flip it over. Then you're going to yeah. want me to be on top. Then we're going to end up like this. Come on. But, 20 uh, years uh, in women, the game. People say they want honesty. Mm-hmm. Like A woman could say, be honest with me. But they really don't want that honesty. You mm-hmm. tell them that honest shit. You I, I was trying to like, tell her that, bro. 
You, ain't, you don't want you. You want the truth. Can you handle that shit? You know what I mean. I mean you might be able to, yes. but a lot of women say that they can handle it, but they can't handle yeah. that truth. Oh yeah, they get. Yeah, they they gonna be like, oh, I can't. They can't handle. It. They won't honestly. Okay, but but. Okay. And some guys can't handle the truth either. Because if you're gonna be with somebody for a lifetime, y'all, at some point, she gonna want some other D, and at some point, he gonna want to be with somebody else. Mm. And if what we have is real, why can't we talk about that? That's why you don't get if married. If we if we are if we are really in tune with each other and we are genu- genuinely caring about each other's happiness and not out here perpetrating a, f- a fraud or, f- or or faking something mm-hmm. or lying and being deceiving on the back end, why aren't those conversations that men and women can't have after being married thirty years? Be- you know what I babe? agree with having Most all people of those get into marriage without really fully knowing the other person's thoughts on education or for kids, what their thoughts are on religion for the children or, you know, they just, they're caught up in this whole euphoria of I'm in love. He's a great guy. We got married. We're having a great time. Let's get married. The proposals, great ring. And they don't go into all the nitty gritty. Of, I, I of agree the, with that, Matthew. Being a friend, being a friend first. Most people aren't even friends; they just mm-hmm. go and get married because that's what they've been taught. Whether it's at a young age or an older age, I'm running out of time. I'm gonna settle for this guy or I'm gonna settle for this woman. Okay, we're down to the end right here. All right. Deal breakers is religion. Her, she don't have no religion. She don't love. She don't. She don't believe in God. She an atheist. Is that a deal breaker? Nope. I'm agnostic. You're agnostic. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a deal breaker for you. No. no religion, Chris. She don't. She don't. She don't do that. She wasn't raised on that. She not doing that. I'm not religious either. So you're okay with that? I'm okay with everything except for not. I mean, I'm more spiritual than religious. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm okay with something, as long as you you have something and you okay. can explain it what okay. it means to you, and maybe why you feel the way you do. Okay. That's one of the four things that I that I think makes a relationship what are your four what are your four money Mm -hmm. (laughs) are we gonna live off debt are we gonna live in debt for the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. are we gonna be debt free um kids are we gonna have them how many and uh you know are the inmates gonna run the asylum Mm -hmm. three boundaries family and um, religion. Religion. Okay. I like that. Barry? Me, she, don't, she don't have no spirituality at nah, all. I, she got to have some type of base, some type of accountability, somebody that I want a woman to have a covenant over me, like put hands on me sometime when I'm asleep, just mm-hmm. pray over me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm spiritually, but like I want somebody to speak life into me, you know, mm-hmm. pray over me, like again, touch me. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that, having that covenant a lot. And sometimes, you know, like, I don't care if you, you could be a Muslim sister, you could be a Christian. Just, you know, sometimes, some nights I might not have it, so I need you to have it for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. About that. What's more important to a man, trust or respect? Hmm. There you go. Both of them. <laughs> but you, you think they go hand in hand. You're going you're gonna to respect me first. Yeah. Uh, my respect going to come first. You're going to respect me. Respect first. And then you can, yeah, respect, and then you can, um, then that trust can come after that, but respect is hella important to me. I think if, you, if there's trust, then there's respect. Not you're not, gonna, you're not gonna disrespect somebody no, that, that's, that's trustworthy. My, no, I won't. I, won't I think if you have respect. <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me if, you have, <laughs> if you have respect, if you respect me, then to me, the trust will come. Mm-hmm. Based on the uh, fact that I'm you in have. reverse, I think if I can trust you, then you're gonna, you're not going to do anything that's going to embarrass me or anything that we You'll have. You'll respect me, right? Yeah. So I think if I can trust you, everything else will follow. So trust comes first for you, for and me. then respect. Respect comes first for you too, and then trust. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. Okay. Um, when does a man know it's safe to trust a woman? I don't think there's a time limit on it. When do you know? When do you when do you look at her and be like, I trust her? But what period? Like, how long does that have to transpire? What did she do to make you look at her and think that? Was she there for you in a moment? Yeah, there you go. It has to be like she showed through actions. 
her actions helped me to 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 see to that I can trust yeah. her. Yeah, they always say trust everyone, trust no one. I mean, it's going to be over time. Certain things are going to happen, whether it's a, a moment or if it's just the small things. Because if you can't trust somebody, but something something small happens and they're not there for your, you know, I just think it's. So the trust is just built up over time. Over time, yeah, yeah. time. You, you, you'll see if, you could, if she's trustworthy and you could size a woman up, you know, just like a, a woman probably could size a man up, but I know I could size a woman up real, real quick and be like, okay, I don't care how much game you think you got. I could, I could see. I can't I, trust I, you. Yeah, I could, pe- I could mm-hmm. peep all that. So, so mm-hmm. does a man ever really trust a woman completely? Mm, you, you, in time, again. In I time. have, yeah. Completely? Have. Completely? Yeah. But over time, not immediately. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes, Barry? Yeah. I can say yeah. <laughs> you struggle with it. Why are you struggling yeah. with trusting Beca- completely? Because of what I what I went through during my incarceration. Oh. Like somebody who I thought I'd really trust, you know, I had a lot of trust um with she kinda she bailed out in the last minute. You know what I mean? She yeah. stayed down for a minute and then I'm like, damn, I thought you was you know, I could trust you with some stuff, but mm. I mean that's another subject, but we'll talk about it another time. So, guys, I have a question about just what we were talking about as far as, like, uh, Chris it, it had expressed that he wants a woman just to step to him. Like, women need to step to men that they're interested in. So what happens when a woman steps to a man and she says, listen, I want you. I want to be with you. I see this going somewhere. And the guy knows he doesn't want her. There's nothing wrong with the girl. Like, she's a great girl. They don't argue. They don't have disagreements. The lovemaking is amazing. You know, they love to spend time. They laugh together. But in his mind, she just doesn't look like what his wife is supposed to look like. What is a woman supposed to do? Giving advice to give advice to a woman who is dating that guy and he's doing all he's doing enough just to keep her around, enough to he he's saying all the things where she's like, you know, making accommodations, she's trying to get to him, she's trying to spend time with him, but he knows he does not want her. Like give some advice to the sister about what she's supposed to do with that type of brother. That that might scare some women um some men off cuz like brother um Chris said he like a a woman to step to him. Some brothers might not want no aggressive woman. Like, hold on, slow, pump your brakes a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, let me pursue you. Some for the record, I'm just saying I don't mind. Yeah, like okay. I don't require it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually I don't get a lot of women that approach me. Yeah, I usually approach. Yeah. But if they if they do, you're right. Because because some of them that that come that could come off as being thirsty. Like, slow your thirsty ass down. Even though you know what you want. Yeah. But it's like, hold on, pump your brakes a little bit, and mm-hmm. let's let me let me you know. That but you've been seeing her now for like let's just say a year. Okay, and, and she like, y'all ain't really made no moves about what it is. And she's like, like Barry, I want you. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to just be me and you, and you know, mm-hmm. but you ain't ready to give it up yet. Yeah, though. yeah. You still want to have your, you know, have your goods and hold on. Absolutely. To it. Tell a sister what to do. Come to me last. <laughs> I think. I think. I think <laughs> she has last. to. She has to listen. She has to listen to the answers of the things that she discusses with the guy. She has to ask the right questions, and I think she has to, um, you know, the the signs are there. You just yeah. if you want to read them or not, you might get caught up into his physique. You might get caught up into his money. You might get caught up into his personality, charisma. But at the end of the day, you got to dig deeper and you know pay attention to the signals. You know, if a guy's a player, usually um, women can see and know that this guy when he's out with his boys his eyes are wandering and he I mean look at how sometimes how you meet somebody um, you know the guy came to approach you and you're at a table with four women and one guy just came to approach you by himself you know the guy probably hasn't not his first time mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier it's not her first time mm-hmm. so if you know that the guy is that type of guy you know you gotta listen listen to the warning signs mm-hmm. And pay attention to the signs, and um, don't believe you can change somebody. We are who we are. Yeah. Um, so your advice to the woman is: read the signs, pay attention to what the brother is saying when you're talking, and what you're observing. Because you're mm-hmm. women are not dumb; they they know and they observe. But I think some women, brother, are accepting of certain things mm-hmm. because of, of the end goal or whatever you know they want for societal reasons or whatever reasons. And if you if you gotta ask, 
within a year process, it's probably ain't gonna answer. work. Yeah, it, it, like if you gotta ask, you, you ain't gotta dig no more. It's right yeah. there in front of you. If you like, dang, what I gotta do with women? So if you, if he's not stepped up to the plate mm-hmm. in that amount of time, and you mm-hmm. gotta ask him. Mm-hmm. You know it ain't for you. Pay attention to what's going on. Like brother Matt said, it's yeah, it ain't that hard. It ain't you guys make it harder than what it really is because. Well, they're in denial, too. Yeah, yeah. There's denial. Women don't do well with rejection. And hoping. They hoping. They in the hoping Of course we do. We get rejected all the time. And they think they can change. Yeah, yeah. You can't change. You said it better. I don't do well with rejection. But, guys, okay, what y'all saying is sound good, but that's not the way y'all play the game, though. Like, y'all will, you know, be saying all the right things. You will string string a woman along. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, yeah. A woman allows herself to be strung along. Yeah. I agree with that. If I do agree with if that, you, Chris. If you haven't had a conversation with your dude, regardless of what status your relationship is, that's on you. Mm. And if you don't know, if you're not asking the right questions, mm-hmm. that's on you. Goes I, back to the root. I hear, I hear all the time. Well, no, nah, I'm not going. I can't. I'm not going to tell him how to be a man. He should be a man to step mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You gotta have. You gotta do some work in this too. And if it's your relationship and the one you want, you better ask some questions. Yes, I agree 100%. And I also think, too, that women need to not leave it up to men. And I'm not, you know, I ask y'all for the advice, but this is just my two cents on it. I think that you can't leave it up to the man on whether uh, you need to be, you need to still be in this. Like, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Is, has it become what you've wanted yet? If it hasn't, then why are you still around? You can leave it up to a man to be a man, but when it comes to your sanity, right. your happiness, you got to step you when it's time to step. You can't rely on, on him for that. Hold him accountable. Right? You got to hold, you got to hold a brother accountable. And let's just say, does holding y'all accountable make you kind of like, okay, snap into it? Like, nah, I really don't want to lose her. I'm playing games with myself. Like, if she just walks, like, because she's been giving you time and she came to you and said, hey, I really want it to just be us. And you was like, I don't really know about that him and her. And she just disappear on you. Can that make a man be like, okay, let me. get her. If she worth it, he going to go back and get her. Like, you ain't going to let her walk away if she worth it. Yeah. And if she not, you just, it is what it is. Yeah. You lost I rather one. Her, I'd rather we have a conversation about it, but it's well within her right to decide to step. Yeah. So. Last question. I think I already know that. Well, I don't know the end game for you. What's the end game, guys? Like, is living together, singleness, or marriage the end game at this point? Not marriage. Um, monogamous relationship would be cool. Okay. Would you move in with a woman? She can move in with me. Okay. <laughs> she can move in with you. And unless okay, she owns an island, then I would go to the island and live with her. Okay. So marriage is not the end game for you, but a monogamous monogamous relationship. relationship. Right. But okay. yeah, I would never get married. I, okay. I don't even believe in marriage. I think more people, if they did a full study on it, they wouldn't get married. Because <laughs> okay. you can achieve pretty much the exact same stuff without going to the courthouse. Chris? Marriage is probably the end game. It's the end game? It's looking bleak, but... Hmm. <laughs> You're young. What are you talking about? Bleak. What's young? <laughs> Younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Barry? 40? 45. 45? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Chris. You're 45? <laughs> 45. Okay. So marriage is still the end game. It's the end though. game, but it's looking bleak. But I'm still optimistic. So as a as a mate, though, are you looking for somebody in their 40s, 30s, or you don't care? I'm looking for someone who's who's open to you know. And I've asked myself that. It's disheartening to hear a woman say, when you meet them, I might have a kid. I don't know. I might. I might give you one. Maybe. That doesn't yeah. make me feel comfortable in laying yeah. down an anchor anywhere because right. you'll always fall back on that. I told you, maybe. Well, maybe right. she doesn't mean that literally on the initial. Maybe I just got to find out you worthy Stop enough bumping. for me to be Stop having a baby with. I'm just telling don't do that. Cause be I'm, yeah. I'm telling you what I hear out here. Okay, well, okay. I'm going to take your word for that then. I'm telling you what I hear. And if that's not the truth, and then they shouldn't be saying it because exactly. they're speaking it. If a brother, Because yeah. if a brother steps in thinking, hey, she might have a kid for me. Knowing that this is what I want, you she may be not. very disappointed to find out that sh- she's right. not going to. Because he's it. definitely yeah. said he wants kids. 
Yeah. So for her to, you know, maybe, maybe not, and that's not the I'll right one. I'll take your word. You better treat it like a job. Put your best foot forward. <laughs> <laughs> Put your best foot forward. And that goes for everybody. Like, I like I heard you say you don't think people should be looking. I disagree. Me too. I think, I think that you should be active in the process for what you want. If there's something you want, go get you better it. actively be yeah. trying to go get it. And yeah, I say yeah. that. And I say that mostly to women because men are always going to approach. Men are always going to hunt. We're always going to be stepping to women. Women will not step to a man no matter how much That's they not want. That's true. Not, I mean, not all. Uh, but not the, but all, the majority but thought is, mm-hmm. I want a man to approach me. That's his job. And I don't have a problem with a woman being aggressive. Right. Because to me, it tells me she knows what she wants. When I say looking, though, I want to, you know, if you're looking for marriage, as I was saying earlier, a lot of people go and they get married because they're in love with the concept of marriage. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. go and they get married without going and finding Doing a, the work. a best friend or somebody you really know all the, as much as you can, though, because people always have certain The qualities that will really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, they have, a, mm-hmm. people have secrets and a lot of times people, no matter what, they don't let some of their secrets out. But you know, they're in love with the idea of marriage and in love with the concept of marriage. And so, yeah, I'm looking for a wife. I'm looking for a husband. And that's one of the issues, you know. I say, I'm just, you know, want to hang out, have a good time, and get to know you better. Oh, get to know me. Oh, I'm looking for a husband. Well, okay. Well, then I'm not the guy if you're looking for a husband because I'm looking to get to know people and understand people, understand what makes you tick, what makes you angry, what makes you happy, what makes you, you know, all the different things that you go through. I, I just want, I just want my sisters, if you, you know, you do very well at going after that education. You do extremely well going after that job, that promotion, where you want to be in your career. You do very well at getting yourself together. Go just as hard. If, if you really want a guy, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. There's nothing wrong with stepping to a guy. I don't think that that makes a woman less of a woman. It doesn't devalue the process. Barry, um, what's the end game for you? Marriage, kid, kids, marriage. Okay. You, you, you seeking? Definitely seeking. You are? Like a heat yeah. missile. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not I'm, like a heat missile. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I like to manifest things and say what I want and be boldly and clear about it, but I'm what I'm after, so I'm, I perce- you know, but Brother Matt said, don't, don't go looking. I'm looking. You looking? Because I, I feel like. So when you looking, you looking in several places. Or are you locking in on one thing and going after that? Um, just to, again, I don't have no problem shooting my shot at none of these women. Mm-hmm. So if I see something I like, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Yeah. And if we kicking and we vibing, you know, I'm I'm pursuing them. I could tell. I could. The process of elimination is easy. You know, yeah. I can sit down there and see where your mind at, have a conversation with you. Oh, she ain't talking about nothing. Off to the next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Guys, are there anything else y'all want to share with the queens before we end this episode? Love yourself first. Uh, don't make no excuses. Make adjustments. And that's a wrap with the Kings of Atlanta talking about dating over 40. We'll be right back with these three things hey queens and kings tomorrow night on instagram at these three things podcast 8 p.m december 16th i will be going live with matthew and chris we're going to have some great conversation catch up on what they thought about part one and part two answer your questions get your feedback and just have some great conversation so join us tomorrow at these three things podcast Instagram. We'll see you there. Hey, this is Sharana Reeves. I am with the Kings of Atlanta, Matthew, Chris, and Barry. And it's time for these three things. Number one, actions. Queens, I don't know if you were listening But the kings gave us some great advice. Many times as women, we allow ourselves to be in limbo about where we stand in a relationship 
a friendship, or an entanglement. As women, we are the masters at giving men the benefit of the doubt, especially when we really like them. We will call our girlfriend and analyze his every move, trying to figure out what his words mean. These unsure emotions can make us feel that we're getting played or we're being led on. But the king said, it really isn't that hard to know where we stand if we look at his actions. We know you hear his words, but what is he doing? Is he making you a priority? Is he saying and showing you with his actions that you are important? His actions will clear up any guessing if you pay attention. Remember what Malika from the Queen Group Atlanta told us? If he won't fight to you, he won't fight for you. (laughs) Fighting of any kind is definitely action. Is he fighting to be in your presence for more than just sex? Now, queen, only you really know what the truth is. And more than likely, that small, still voice has already told you. But if you are the type that constantly second guesses that still voice, refer back to what the king said. Hear his words, but check his actions. Number two, the point of it all. Matthew, Chris, and Barry shared their perspectives and thoughts on what dating over 40 is like for them. Maybe a few of you kings could relate with the perspectives that these guys shared. And queens, maybe you heard something that gave you better insight into our kings. But here's the thing. There's no new information shared here. The bigger question is this. If you are over 40 and dating, do you know what you want? Are you clear about what's important to you? What are your boundaries, deal breakers, and preferences? Let's go a little deeper. Are you ready for what you say you want? Have you healed from your past relationship, divorce, or disappointment? There comes a time, y'all, when walking around damaged is a choice. King, Do you need therapy to heal from old trauma that you keep carrying into every relationship? And queen, is your heart still closed off and incapable of letting anyone in because of a broken heart you suffered 20 years ago? What is your end game? It's cool to listen and laugh with Matthew, Chris, and Barry But the real takeaway is making sure that you are whole and clear about who you are and what you want. If your foundation is solid and stable, you're more likely to attract solid and stable. And isn't that the point of it all? Number Three, black love. The dynamics of the king and queen relationship can be complex. To be truthful, depending on how you grew up, your first example of relationships was more than likely based off of what you've seen with your parents or parent. Kings, we need you to show our sons how to love and treat us properly. And queens, we need to honor and respect our kings so that our daughters will see the value and safety in their leadership. 
Our history as a people in this nation has definitely put a strain on the dynamics of our love relationships that still exist today. I believe that it's so important for us to recognize our past and how it's affected us, but even more, we must recognize our now and how it's affecting those who will come behind us. It's important for us to model positive, healthy love relationships. It's important that we show the strength in our love, the unity in our love, the respect in our love, the passion in our love, the hope in our love, the excellence in our love, the beauty in our love, the power in our love, black love. That's it. For this episode of These Three Things Podcast, be sure to join me, Matthew, and Chris on Instagram Live tomorrow night, December 16th at 8 p.m. And remember, this is our last episode for 2020. I'm going to take a break for the holidays, and I'll be back January 5th with a new episode of these three things. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.